You look just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's show, we'll eat some hammer as we review Thor, Love and Thunder. But first, J.B., how are you and your marvelous family? That is true, Eddie. We are a marvelous family because there was a big discovery in the Wagner household to this week. It it was crazy. I was not not expecting this. Not even household. This was This was legacy. We're talking legacies. We're talking generations of Wagners. Yeah. Uh I found out that we have a comic book heritage and a name a naming convention that I was not I was not prepared for. I I had asked my Stan parents Stan Lee's your uncle? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nope. Uh, I had asked my parents like over time, like, hey, tell me more about like where we come from, those kinds of things. Well, evidently someone in my family, I believe my father my or my mom had done a little bit more digging, had looked a little bit uh, deeper into where we kind of came from. Uh, and so he and my dad texted us this week, earlier this week, like right after we had like kind of recorded i think recorded our podcast and put it out there that same day i couldn't put it on the podcast that last week so i had to put it on today he said our family history includes relatives on my grandmother's on his mom's side who came to america from cambridgeshire england in 1652 let's just pause there for a second cambershire it's got shire in the name dude shire already there's Already, Already a little good. little little nugget of goodness right there. Um, so that kind of tells you how long that portion of my family has been in America. 1652. A long time. Yeah. Uh pre-revolution, pre all the things right there. So, but the crazy part is is that there was a different name that her family went by that had been lost over many years. But that name, and the name was the name. The last name was Marvel, just like Marvel comic books and movies. Captain Marvel, it's great. And what's Ms. really Marvel. and what's really great is there was a time where uh, my wife and I had thought about, especially she really loved a name for a child that, like, uh, uh, potentially a boy. If we had another one, and we kind of threw it out there, we we, we were always sold on our kid's first name but there was a name and i'm pretty sure she's fine with me saying this because uh i don't think she wants to use the name anymore but we were going to call our name call the name of the boy captain oh oh yes no i remember we, we had a time yeah, yeah. so we so if we were to use that yeah. the the other family i keep on telling her baby it's a family name it's a family name we got to use marvel now we got to we got to have that in just the middle name or something marvel. she's not going for it right now i don't i don't think i don't know if i can i can change steer that ship that direction but i was just like what how did this happen this is incredible what a what a discovery and i knew you would love this because you love history and all those things that i don't care about as much i do and i love i i think above all though is i love i love your dad like your dad is one of my Mm -hmm. favorite people and 
his text. <laughs> you screenshotted the text and sent it. And I can't even remember what was. He had a couple of, of just classic. That's Bro-Bry why our family puns. is so marvelous. Yes. That's the exact, like, exact wording on there. But yeah. We love yeah, you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Marvel, um, just to update uh, our, you know, avid listeners here, what you tried to convince me to do last episode, and that is to give Miss Marvel a second chance. I'm more confused and lost with the Miss Marvel TV show. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you were talking about. You were like, oh, just you just got to watch the second episode. Just watch the second episode. It, it all makes sense. There's a big reveal at the end and it like uh, clicks. And I trust me, watch the second episode and you'll be hooked. And I got to the end of it and I look over at Sarah and I'm like, did I miss something? And she goes, I don't know. What was he talking about? I'm like, I don't know. And she was like, is the lady in the back of the car? Is that the big review? And I'm like, I guess so. But I have no idea who she is. So we were both, we, we literally were just sitting there like mouths open, speechless. Like, was he high on something? Like, what is going on? I have no idea why he was like so insistent. Second, just watch the second one and it all click. It starts moving. I'm like, this was worse than the first. You were the second person I gave that sales push to, to like, no, give it a try, check it out, get into into episode two and three, and it kind of changes you, and yes. stuff like that. I gave you, I gave you that because that sales pitch was given to me, and I did enjoy episodes two and three. The problem is, as you're watching it and you're not getting into it, I'd also ask my wife to watch it. She's falling asleep watching it, does not care. Like, like none of it is is even slightly appetizing to her. And then at the same time, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm gonna go watch this by myself and i watched the show completely fall off a cliff and it gets way worse after (sighs) after the the, the, even beyond so if you don't even like two and three which i I don't know if i rewatched it if i would really love it but i enjoyed episode two you got the love interest in there it's more high schooly for a bit there and then you got the turn of like oh this is bigger than you thought you got the bollywood dance in in episode three you got the whole pizza come on at least tell me you enjoyed the what kind of what was your favorite pizza ice cream pizza is that a pizza or do I, do I eat that on a dish or a bowl you didn't like that you didn't even like that okay well that's the highest point literally figuratively in the in the in the in our conversation but also in the movie where she's hanging where they helping the, the kid off the roof but yeah, it gets way that, it, when, it falls when, it falls way off a cliff right after that. When you say that's the highest point, that's like saying I'm a mountaineer who only climbs mountains in Indiana. <laughs> it did not work. It did not turn out. I well. think the highest point in all of Indiana is like a whopping 180 feet above sea level. I you were the last person I tried to convince to watch it, and then when you when my wife said she. Or didn't even I didn't even ask her. She was just like, I'm out. Like I could visibly see she's not into this. Then you texted me, did I miss something? Because this did not turn out well. This is not interesting at all. I was like, oh no. And then the show really fell off and like, I need to stop promoting this. This was this is one of this is like my second worst promotion I've ever done. And why I almost never tell people to go, go see, see it, go see a movie because it's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. I honestly, the thought I had was, I think 
I will just watch the screen crush reviews of each episode. They're be- they're and probably that, better. And they will probably be better. And then I'll just, I'll get what I need to know. So then that way I'm up to speed on everything MCU. Just when you get to episode five, there's still like today, there should be a new one dropping. We are not going to review that show. We're not going to do our normal like recap, which we do with most of the, most of the Marvel shows. I can already tell this is your We've review. Done this all is of your them, recap. Think, yeah. This is your recap of it and we haven't even seen the final episode. You just need to go to episode 5 to near the end when there's a lady who like gives her soul over to a demon or something like that. Just go find the the seven frames where she turns into a a a skeleton that looks like it's graphics from 1998. It's so no. bad. It's no. so bad. It's no. I was I I came in there, I was just like this is this is the end. This is the worst part of this thing. What I, is this show uh, getting? I, I have not heard much buzz getting, about it. Like buzz about it? I, yeah, I don't think yeah, there's I mean, much of any. Is there, is it getting, they're not talking numbers. They're not, you're not hearing anything. Like Moon Knight, we heard stuff on social media and from other places. I think people but are this, out. It's just, yeah. People are going. Eh. I wouldn't even say that cheesy. Like at first, I was af- I was afraid, not afraid. I was petrified. Uh, I didn't really care for her acting in it because she's not a seasoned actress. She was literally pulled out of a high school as a, as a mega fan. She grew yeah. on me, but the storyline where they take it, all the other care, like there's just nothing to keep you centered in it. There's the acting is really weak all the way around. And then even the characters that I kind of am involved, like enjoy, they then they take you to freaking India for like several of the other things. And you meet brand new people over there. And it's not the characters that you even slightly were in your case, weren't invested in. Uh, so let's I, hold I'm on sorry. to that thought. I'm sorry. Let's hold on to that thought because, um, what you're beginning to touch on is something that I feel for all of phase four with the MCU. Yes. Let's come back to that. Yeah. Uh, later on in, in our show today, we're going to look at Thor love and thunder, give a full re our full review. And then also how do we feel like the MCU phase four is going now that we're post infinity saga, how are things going so hang well, in there, but we've got we've got a couple other news stories that we need to hit. Let me just say this, Eddie, I apologize. I don't apologize often, but today is one of those days where I'm sorry for making you do something you had no intention of ever coming across. The weird. It was the moment with the kid like hanging off the side of the mosque and she's like shooting light glass. I don't know light what glass, this is. Light plastic glass. I kind of. That sounded like plastic. Yeah, and like that whole sequence where it was, it was a fumbling new hero trying to figure out what how to be a hero, but not, not heartwarming, like not endearing or funny. I'm sorry. I just loved the pizza. I loved her trying to distract him with what I what kind of what's your favorite food? Ice cream pizza. Is that ice cream? Repeat. Is that dessert? How do you eat that? Like. I enjoyed that piece of it. I'm sorry. I'm still going to, I'm, I'm going to die on that hill. I loved that piece of it. And I loved the love interest triangle thing that they kind of were playing off of. Other than that, it, there's nothing else compelling. <laughs> in this show. 
<laughs> and they kind of th- they kind of <laughs> move on from it very quickly. Did you get to the Bollywood oh. dance at least? The Bollywood wedding? No, we barely. I mean, we barely made, made it, it through this through the second episode. <laughs> you were done. You're just. I'm done. I'm out. And I was. I was like. I don't know. I think let's watch Baby Muppets. That sounds more entertaining <laughs> right now. Where where is it between uh how close was it to Mr. Magoo? <laughs> I think Mr. Magoo it it's gonna be a long time till Before we, we get, get, it, get that bad. Yeah, yeah. Well then let's Poor Jennifer let, Gardner. Poor Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> Well then, let's let's pivot hard on to the next thing, right. Eddie. Some new space. This has nothing to do with Disney news. New space um, things happened today. That new I- space things happened. Have you ever looked through a telescope? Yes. There's something magical when you bring your eye close to that eyepiece in that telescope, and something so far away like the surface of the moon or the rings of Saturn or the Mars, uh, the, the, the uh, moons of, of Jupiter. And Endor, you see it closely. The moons of Endor. Yes. Um, and you see it so closely, like it's so, so cool. I, so I've always loved telescopes. Um, and I remember going to, you know, large telescopes like at Butler campus there in Indianapolis and seeing comets as they went through and all of that. And so I've always been obsessed with the Hubble Space Telescope, which was has been kind of the workhorse. It's the only telescope that has been for the longest time in orbit around Earth, taking all of these incredible photos. I follow multiple accounts on Twitter that is <laughs> One of them is literally called space porn, where it is, <laughs> it is not bad. It is G rated. Okay. It's G rated, but the name is the is, only thing adult in this the whole thing. But all it is, is they just post like these beautiful photos of space um, from the Hubble telescope. For the past, uh, I don't know, decade plus, two decades, they have, and when I say they, it's mostly NASA, but also the European Space Agency in, in cooperation, they have been developing this new telescope called the James Webb Space Telescope that um, is in a Lagrange orbit, which means it is a special orbit that's past the moon that can keep it because of the gravitational pulls it'll just hold in the same um the same point in space Mm. um and and so it almost like gets suspended there and needs very minimal um propellant to kind of hold it right um so like a lot of other things that are in a low Earth orbit, you know, you've got to be staying at a, a certain velocity to stay in orbit. This has got a, it's in a special Lagrange point. And there, uh, it's also far enough away and it tilts away from the sun and it's got this really cool heat shield and all this. There's amazing videos on YouTube. You just need to watch them and see all the engineering back behind it. But in essence, it shields the actual lens of the telescope from any heat any light signatures whatsoever. It is in complete and total darkness and is able to capture 
a range of light waves that no other telescope has ever been able to capture. And with this, they can see much further into space. Uh, and when I say much further, like I don't even, I can't think of the numbers right now to, to actually quantify it, but it is exponentially greater than what we currently have with the uh, Hubble te- uh, Space Telescope. So today they released the first photo. Um, the telescope was launched back on Christmas Day. It actually launched Christmas Day uh, of 2021. And it took a while. It had to kind of unfold and make all of these maneuvers yeah. and stuff like that. So today they finally released and it was it was an amazing moment. It, I I was Is it the background of your waiting. phone? Waiting. Right it is not the background of my phone. But that's another story um of what is the background of my phone. Cause I just changed that. Um uh but yes, it is it is amazing. I'm going on way too long here, but Hop on YouTube, find a couple of cool videos about the James Webb Space Telescope. Particularly, I love the Smarter Everyday channel on um, on YouTube, uh, Destin. And he does a couple of really amazing videos explaining all of it, interviewing those who are behind it. Uh, and yeah, it's just really cool. I knew you'd give us the full backstory. So I didn't even research anything. I was just like, Eddie will give us the full context, everything we should know, put some pizzazz in there. And you should also go look for all the memes that are now there of the, the photo with like Boba Fett's, um, Boba Fett's, uh, whatever spaceship (laughs) in the middle of it and stuff like that. There's some, there's some good stuff out there. Also speaking of other lights in the universe, we got a brand new series coming to Disney plus that I am, so stoked about stoked yes so incredibly stoked about i've it's called light and magic and it is going to be released here on disney plus it's about ilm industrial light and magic who famously were created by george lucas to make all the special effects for star wars and they are doing a full documentary series on it and it's coming out in a couple weeks eddie it's so close july 27th just here in a couple of weeks, we're actually going to get, I don't know if they're giving us everything at once or if they're going to do their normal thing in like one little bit at a time. I'm guessing that's what it is. But even the trailer just made me so excited. I'm glad that I will have something else to watch over and over and over on Disney Plus Ooh. than just the Imagineering story. I can I can see how you probably worn that, worn that one out a little bit. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I will be watching that and Sarah walks in and goes, again, really? It's just, mm, I just love it so much. <laughs> this, I, yes, there, I am so fascinated. It, it, and it's not even so much about like the story of how did it come to be and all of that. Like that, that'll be interesting. And, I, and I'm intrigued all that. I just want to hear all the like little side anecdotes yep. of the people who worked on such iconic moments. Because uh, even in the trailer, there's a few of those moments where they just kind of toss it out there, you know, and you're just like, wait, hold on. You know, that you you, you created E.T. E- and Elliot flying. And no, like, that's not just. Uh, yeah. Like there's they have the the, the miniature scene uh, of that in the trailer and i was just like you forget all the different films that they worked on because you i mostly think of them as uh the place that did star wars and like all of that in of itself if that was the only thing that would be worth a whole 
many documentaries and series about it. But the fact that they were also went on to do so many other things, they are the premier special effects house today. Like there's no one even they were the first. Them. They're the first and they're the best. There's and it's crazy that they've, they've continued on this legacy. And I lived for a short time in the San Francisco Bay area and their presence was definitely felt as they had taken over a lot of um, inside of San Francisco in some of the um, areas inside of there. And it was like hollowed ground talk about, Oh, I know a guy who knows a person that works at ILM. Um, so, so incredible. I've been reading uh, a few weeks ago. I went walking through Barnes and Noble because my kids love the, uh, that's all another story, but they love the, all the toys that are now Barnes and Noble. Vibrant. You were Barnes, walking through Barnes, what? Uh, a bookstore. What is that? It was a, a bookstore, book basically. Store. Yeah, with a kid. Oh, Amazon. With you yeah. were walking around a with physical. Your think of it like a physical Amazon. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. So I saw this book that caught my eye and I did the thing that you should always do, which is then scan the book and see if they have it on Amazon. And it was for $2 on Kindle instead of $30 uh, in store, which is probably why bookstores are going away. Uh, it's called Secrets of the Force, the complete uncensored, unauthorized oral history of Star Wars, where they've cobbled together like tons and tons of interviews and stuff like that. And they've got a whole chapter on like the beginning of ILM. So many great stories. These were just people left to their own devices and just figuring things out and just doing whatever they wanted to, basically. Uh, a lot of the time, George Lucas wasn't even around there, and they just had like free reign to do stuff. It's incredible. So I can't imagine what this series is going to look like um, to see that from the beginning. That's going to be incredible. Do you know, I did a college term paper my freshman year on why George Lucas is a genius. You did? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We've talked about this very much. And uh, the professor, yeah, pretty much laughed me out of the, out of the room. He laughed, you out, of the, the he laughed you out of the room. Why? Cause he like, was an anti, like, anti George stands. No. Cause it was more just like, Really? This is this is your term. This is what you're. This is the subject you're picking. You know. And what? Um, what sorry. What specific was this? Like a specifically a literature course or just a writing? No, it was a was writing it? class. Okay. It was one of your freshman writing classes where they're just like pick a fun subject you're interested in, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I know exactly where I'm going with this. And they were like, really? Like what? A oh, okay. But anywho, I bring that up to say, I think this is just another one of many examples of the impact that he has had on the industry that people don't realize, um, you know, just ILM and Pixar alone, just the powerful forces they are. And those were all just created by him at a kind of a like, oh, yeah, we need this. Let's get this going. Oh, yeah, we need this. Let's get this going, you know, without even touching Lucasfilm. So I'm really excited about this. I think this is going to be, we'll nerd out over this one. We'll talk about it week to week. Then we'll do a big full review of it. I'm, <laughs> Eddie, I got high act, hopes. Eddie, don't act like you know us or something. That doesn't, don't, don't act like you, you know who we are. In any <laughs> I think uh, after all of these years, <laughs> I hope I would know a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. One last thing uh, before we get into the main feature here, uh, we just want to touch a little bit on got a little bit more yeah. details about Andor, the series that's going to be dropping in August. This seems like it's getting to be bigger than I was expecting it to be. Uh, comes out August thirty first. Showrunner is Tony Gilroy, 
that's a big name to be on this. He did. He came in and saved Rogue One um, on the writing. He's definitely well known for his writing chops, but having him a part of this is a big deal. And there's some new little nuggets that they've kind of already given us. Uh, normally, we don't have really have much of an idea of what this show is going to be. Uh, they might tell you kind of like how many episodes, uh, but this one is really big in the sense of like they're actually giving you time frame of what's happening. So all of this takes place obviously well before um uh, rogue one happens but it's all leading up to it and the first season is 12 episodes first off that's huge that's double what a lot of these other ones yes. are gonna be so 12 episodes it all takes place in one year and then the next 12 episodes so it's season two is gonna be like small chunks i don't know i think it might be four episode chunks or three episode chunks i forget which yeah. which one it is of like and they they skip ahead like another several another year another several years so the biggest thing my biggest takeaway from this story is the fact that they're going into this with a full story in mind they know where yeah, they're at all, they know where they're going isn't that so weird that's so weird for any of these series or movies for them to do that i don't understand why it's weird though you would think it would be you'd think self-explaining Eddie. you would think but no, like nobody does. Um, I mean, I remember that was that was when the wind got knocked out of the sails for Lost for me was when you realized, oh, they're just winging it. They're just winging it, you know, and that's still entertaining and fun and of unto itself. I thought you were, I like, thought you were the last remaining Lost stands, Eddie. Oh, I love Lost. Don't get me wrong. But there's definitely a moment after the third season where it's just like. Boom, it starts to go down. Um, those first three seasons of Lost are amazing. But I also, I'm a firm believer in the love of the final season, especially the last episode. I think they nailed the landing on Lost. Um, I know there are few like me out there who believe that. <laughs> but that is a hill that I will die on, which is a much better hill than Miss Marvel. So... <laughs> You're never gonna let me let me live that down. No, 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 I won't. So I I love that they're going into this. I, 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 I we've brought this up a million times, so I'm bringing up the millionth and one one time. You know that is my biggest complaint about the sequel trilogy is that you you have no idea where you're going. They let Ryan uh, Johnson do whatever he wanted to, which is I kind of almost don't fault him for just doing whatever he wanted to because that's what. Kathleen Kennedy gave him to do is just like, hey, just go make the movie you want to make. And then we can retcon everything at the end and make go, oh, no, the family does matter. Yeah, no. And the it makes that last one so sloppy and so bad. Um, and again, I remember my term paper. Let's go back to my term paper here, because what I loved so much about. So you had such a clear story in the original trilogy. But Luke, you feel, is the central character. But he sets up this beautiful moment when you realize that Darth Vader is actually his father. Then you hear some of these lines that Obi-Wan said in A New Hope in, in a different way, now that you know that little bit of truth. Then when he goes and he tells the story in the prequel trilogy, he turns it all upside down and you realize, oh no. It's about Vader. Anakin. Yeah. It's about Anakin. This is Anakin's story. And like, to me, that's just genius. Even though, you know, the prequels, they've got their their things too. But overall, they have their the storytelling, 
I like Jar Jar, but uh, we've already <laughs> trying established to move, move past that. Move past that. Um, and that, and that, I think that's the biggest thing is that you get to nobody knows what they're doing. They're just winging it episode by episode. And and there was a little, yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited that this is a full 24 episodes of Andor. We're getting a a, a story. They're setting out, and they know where they're going, and that kind of helps that they know they've got to end and lead into Rogue One. So that does help them. They've got that advantage where the end has already been given to them, but ah, it makes me excited. I like this quote from the lead in it, uh, um, uh, Diego Luna. He said, you're not going to recognize Cassian Andor in the beginning. I cannot wait for you to meet him. So obviously they're going to take him on a journey to get him to the cold-blooded rebel that he is right right before Rogue One going into rogue one so i'm very count me intrigued count me intrigued well that is it for all the disney news that we have to talk about today and non-disney news thank you eddie for the update on our space our space time with eddie earlier today uh but now we're ready to talk about um a new giant marvel piece that we have to talk about which is thor love and thunder cue the disney sound effect So, IMDb description for Thor Love and Thunder. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore, the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. A lot of names, but it's okay. It's okay. At least we didn't put actors' names in there, which I truly detest. Anyways, Eddie, you just saw it today. Like you were texting me. A few hours me. ago. You were texting me because I think maybe maybe prompted by me saying, hey, are we going to talk about Thor or no? And you're like, well, I don't know. And then today you're like, I'm doing it. I got part yeah, of the day well, off. I, I don't got to work today. I, I'm going to go do this. I, yeah. Um, yeah. And there happened to be midday showings in English, which was, okay, I can, I can do yep. this. Usually I don't have that option. So, um, yeah. So I just went and saw it. And I, I was excited for this. I think um, Thor Ragnarok was, I don't know if I would say it is my, one of my, f- I don't know what I would say are my favorite MCU. I, I need to sit down and really think through it's that. It's almost like we need maybe, an episode for it. Ooh, maybe we should. Um, maybe after we go through all of them, after we're done with all the Disney movies that we keep on putting off, because there's so much good Disney content to talk about good news coming out um so i was excited though i i liked ragnarok i thought that they were trying to do something new with it which is always fun we've brought that up a lot the different genres within the mcu um so i was overall really excited for it um i think i was also really excited because i felt so much conflict with dr strange and the multiverse of madness that I thought like, okay, and let's be honest, Miss Marvel, and I'm kind of getting a little nervous about all the Marvel stuff. Um, this was fun. This was just a fun ride of a movie. You had fun with this one? Did you not enjoy this one? You had a very like almost British, almost like questioning British kind of like an accent, but it wasn't an accent when you said that. This was a fun one? 
I did. <laughs> this was a fun this, one. This, this this was a fun one. This, was it? This, was a, it a fun one? Was was it fun, Eddie? Was it was it fun sitting through the 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 complete nonsense humor throughout this entire film? I don't know. I don't know that I had very much fun watching this film. So I I I had fun, but I am right there with you. I am right there with you. Where how can you I be think, with me if I'm saying it wasn't fun and you're saying it was fun? Well, I mean, he, this is where we've just got to dive into all the nitty gritties of it, right? I, at its basic level, is this a fun trip to the movies? Yes. Like, do I regret spending the money and the time to go see this? No. It was it was no, a good yeah. outing. It was relaxing. I. I I go to the movies because I want to be entertained, right? Okay, and yeah, there was there was some good entertaining moments of all this. Okay, yeah. My big my biggest issue with this though is Ragnarok was good. Do something different. There, you're you're just retreading a lot of the same tones of Ragnarok, just increasing it a little bit, trying to see if it'll if it'll work a little bit better or a little bit different. Plus, I was just so tired of. I don't even know how to say it, like how to describe it. I was tired of Thor. Like halfway yes. through the movie, I'm like, stop. Like, I know like that whole just like putting on a wall or putting on a front and kind of the the joking humor, the you know, voice the, on. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. yeah, putting the Thor voice on. That's a great way to put that where I was just so tired of it. like it was like this is one note. I'm really tired of just it's monotonous. And in fact, when you have the scene where they're on the boat going and uh, he and Jane kind of have this little moment, I I had a thought to myself of like, I wasn't invested in the love story. My initial thought was just like, oh, finally, we get to the moment where he'll change and stop acting like this. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I, it did. It was like after that moment. OK, this starts to get yeah. a little bit better. Mm-hmm. OK, so, yeah, let's talk about. That's a great. Let's just park there at the love love story. Chris, I just want to say it. Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman have zero chemistry together. Zero. It's it's not even somewhat like uh, that awkward of like there. It actually is naturally awkward. They feel like lightly connected coworkers. That was a someone someone used that term earlier today to me. I was like. They felt like coworkers. That's kind of what it felt like. Maybe they got yeah. together. Maybe something happened at a Christmas so, party, but that's that's it. It's so evident in the rom-com montage that they tried to pull off just to oh. trudge, trudge through exposition. It was so painful. Every moment. There was it, never a moment I'm where like, I'm like, no, these guys, I, don't care about I, want, I never want these people to get together. Anytime they would have like, so they'd be fighting together. Like, okay, that's good. Action, whatever. But anytime they're like, okay, you know what? Let's have a serious conversation right now. I'm like, oh, dear God, please just uh, pull don't, my don't, don't, eyes don't, don't, out don't. of my socket. This which is, is which, which is hard uh, because I enjoy a lot the first Thor movie. Now, I'm also extremely biased, big Kenneth Branagh fan. You're and a big Kenneth Branagh ma- fan, yeah. Didn't realize that it was Kenneth Branagh who directed that movie and may have jumped up and screamed his name at the in the end credits when I realized that that was... <laughs> may have. I wish I was there for that. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Anywho... And and at least in that one, like there was some there was some good little tension. Like there was 
you know, there's not a full on romance hap- happening with them. I think what helped in that movie is that you had Darcy's character right there covering over any, you know, a lot more Darcy awkwardness, you know, Darcy just kind of helped that whole process in the first Or she movie. made it and you, fun awkward in time. Yeah. So like, she like made they, it fun she awkward. That's a the great awkwardness, way to put that. Not in a bad way. Yeah. And then here, you really don't have that. Like, I don't get Korg's humor at all. In Ragnarok or in this one, like, there's a <laughs> few moments in, I think, what is it, Endgame, that you've got a couple of good Korg moments. And I'm just... I don't know. So he doesn't he doesn't help that. I, I'm team Korg. I appreciate I appreciate Korg. He's funnier in Ragnarok than in this. Um, but you're uh, keep keep going. I'm I'll, I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow, allow your stuff. I'm not going to die on it. So, yeah, I, I honestly and and I think Ragnarok is funny, but it's the same humor in this one. And I didn't find myself laughing at this as much as I did with Ragnarok. Like the humor just didn't hit or land. So this is the thing. I think this really exposed, like not exposed is the right word. It really put Chris, Chris Hemsworth out on, on, on his own. He's all the way out here on his own, even though he had, he yeah. doesn't have as strong of a supporting cast. Cause you think about Ragnarok, you've got Loki, big, Big fan favorite. Having him on there, Jeff Goldblum, having him in there, yes. having yeah. the Hulk in there as well. All of those helped support that. Or even like previous Thor films, you've got Darcy, like we called out. Like she's a fan favorite of herself. She's got she's got her own little wit and stuff like that and has it. Uh when you he was kind of out on an island in this one because they sell it. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy with it. And then they're done after the opening scene. Then they're they're gone. They're just, they're not even, they're not even there. The rest of the film. And, and they're and was, barely in it in the beginning. Like there's. They're bar- yeah. It's literally part of one they're scene. They're just kind of there. And, it, and honestly, it, Chris Pratt kind of pulled some of his Jurassic Worldness in that one. It was, Thank it was you. super cringy. Thank you. Super yeah. Cringe. Were you like. Not great. Not great. I, what's so going on with Pratt? I don't know. He's, I don't know. He's just going through a midlife crisis right now. Someone needs to reach out to him and just make sure he's a, do a quality, quality check. Um, on yeah. him and and what makes me so sad about this is i felt i loved what christian bale did i loved his everything he did no, with it hold you, up you you are you are not selling this well enough okay go go for it go for the sell go for the sales pitch i think christian bale may have just put in the best performance in the entire mcu what easily best top one three. easily top three I want you to name your top three then. And, and is oh. there a specific moment? Specific? Is there a moment in this? Or are you talking longevity of beginning to end of the film? No, I'm just particularly speaking to his performance as an actor. Like, this is such a good villain. It's a complex villain. Yep. And and he lays out such an, an incredible range of emotion within that. The opening of this, and Mm. and this is what I told Sarah, the opening of this movie had me. Like Mm -hmm. when we opened on the salt flats and you just see their shadows extending out, I'm like, this is beautiful. This is amazing. And that whole opening sequence and everything, I told Sarah, I I wish we would have held that tone through the whole movie. I wanted that tone 
And then my favorite part of the movie is when they're on the shadow world. Ooh. Like the the production design, the artistic styling of so them different. fighting on that shadow. The devoid was, of it, devoid of color. Color. The giver. The giver. The giver. It was island. amazing. It was amazing. And then his final scene in Eternity or wherever it was was uh, it's just beautiful. It was incredible. Like that's what I mean. Just from an acting performance elevating that role and in such an incredible way. Um, I'd have to stop and think through like, what are some other really amazing performances within the MCU? If we're just talking but, bad, bad guys, for sure. It's right up there. I mean, it kind of have to go to the second Avengers film with Ultron. That's like Ultron's that's a great right one. There. I would put Ultron up there. Um, I'm trying to think with other ones though, like what has been, I mean, MCU's never really been heavy about the, the, the villain. Cause even Thanos, I, Thanos, it was just kind of like a brute force. Like there's never any, and maybe it's the weird purple butt chin sticking out in your face. <laughs> the butt chin. <laughs> purple butt chin. The purple, um, sorry, the purple butt chin. Yeah, you, you, I, you weren't you were intimidated by Thanos. He freaking took over the world. Yes, yes. No, I mean, Thanos is 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 a fine villain. He's OK. But I'm speaking just from a performance standpoint, just like how is an actor elevating this and bringing this to something that you've never seen before? Like Ultron is not going to be that scary of a, of a villain if you don't have James Spader behind it. And James Spader, not just voicing it, but actually I see, on I set. see what you're doing. Like the the actor took it to another place. Yeah, even more. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Then I would and, I would definitely and, put James Ultron's definitely up there in just like wow, they really did take it to a whole nother place that a lot of actors and it's wouldn't. Even such a with, complex. With the support. Yeah. And in many ways, you could probably say that of Tom Hilston with with Loki, like. Uh, you know, you you could see that that was probably just going to be a quick little character, maybe in the in two different MCU movies. But the way he took that role and just they they brought such longevity to that. He brought such longevity to that character, I would say, solely based upon how well he performed the character. I think we got to throw I know that it's not Marvel. Oh, it's Marvel, but it's not Marvel Studios, but uh, Green Goblin. He's got to be up up in there. Um, uh, I will give you that. Yes. Um, oh, and No guy? Way Home, Willem Dafoe Willem giving Dafoe. his performance. <sighs> He's fan. I, I mean, I went back and watched the first Spider-Man recently, and he's good in that one. But in Spider-Man No Way Home, he's incredible. He actually makes all the other villains look like second rate villains in no way oh because yes. he's like so good so he makes the turn he, he makes it's, in, it's you insane. think i mean jamie fox who's an oscar-winning actor like incredible actor one of my favorites Poor jamie fox he just mails in that performance at least and i don't know if the, if he really did or if it's just you're being held up to willem dafoe doing an incredible job and so you just my hot my hot yeah. take for no way home so I like a lot of people. I saw it in theaters when everybody else was like packed out the theater and everybody yeah. was there. And anytime a little nugget of an Easter egg for somebody else coming in later on happened, 
everybody like got on their seat like a standing ovation. It was an amazing experience. Then I yeah. brought it home and watched it. My wife hadn't seen it yet. And so we watched it at home and I fell asleep. And I'm like, I've it's been a while since I've had that big of a drop off on a second. Mm. Um, mm. Not that I don't always fall asleep in movies. I'm just saying it didn't hold my attention already knowing what was going to, what all the characters coming in. And, and those I don't are, think it even, I don't think it hit for her either that, that well either. I've been very interested, like asking people, have you seen No Way Home again? But the one thing that does hold up is Willem Dafoe is still incredible. Yeah. Both of them. I don't know how we got so this far come, down here, but. But to come back to Thor, Christian Love Bale, and Thunder, Christian Bale, Christian Bale uh, is easily the, you know, hands best down part best of part film. of this movie. Oh. Um I I was actually I was sad to see him die at the end because so I'm like sad, right? I want I want more. I want to see more from him in this because it was just so incredible. And and I guess that's where I you had touched on it earlier when we were talking about Miss Marvel, and this is kind of what I want to come back to in talking about Phase Four. I don't I don't I, it doesn't feel like we know what Phase Four is building up to. And I Other think that's something multiverse, something multiverse, but you just had Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness just blow open the concept of the multiverse. And we still don't know what, what we're doing with it. No way home kind of blows it open a little bit. And we still don't know what you're doing with it. That is what was so cool about the first three phases of this, or what they call the infinity saga is. And, and again, what made Thanos such a great villain when he actually shows up is because you just had these little hints and nuggets and a little bit over a long period of time, over a decade. And so by the time it comes, it's such a big reveal. It's such a big moment that he holds up to it. You don't need such a huge, incredible, you know, uh, performance in it because the story has led up to it so much. And then with this one, we're just throwing out stuff, you know, we're just, well, we could be, we could be going here and we could be doing this. And it's just throwing a whole bunch of paint out there, but we don't know what they're, what are they trying to paint? What are they building up to? And I think that is what I felt here in this and what I, I felt in everything that I've seen so far coming out of phase four. I will say it was nice to get something that wasn't multiverse centric i am totally yes i am so i'm I'm, i've got i've had too much multiverse in in my life and i know that we've just gotten a little bit of reprieve from it with some other shows and with this but oh man like the more time i spend in the multiverse the more i just get my my head splits and hurts and i have to think more than i should have to think in a movie. I'm not saying I don't think at all, but like I have to spend so I have to expend so much energy that there was a little bit of a level that that was nice. It was a it was pleasant that we didn't have to have any of that. But there were so many other things happening in this film. The like we talked about Ragnarok, it like doubled and tripled down on the same style of humor from the um, from the past one. But and they're just the same made, beats. They're same. just even duplicating some of the same moments, right? Like you had all of uh, Russell Crowe being Zeus. You're just trying to mirror Jeff Goldblum's performance as I can't remember what his characters was, but that, that whole moment there, you're okay. This is pretty much uh, the same beat here that you're trying to mirror. You're just bringing in this, this little part. 
The character um, was though I the, ha- the leader. The leader was the the having this leader of this realm that they're kind of stuck in and trapped in. Kind of, it was the same thing. But I'm not gonna lie, I did kind of like what he did with it. I did. It was like what? kind of stuck, somewhat German or Russian, uh, Greek. Accent, Greek. I mean, Greek. I. Y- I know, as you said it, I was wrong, but it, I still didn't know what the, what the whatever he did in it. I, I I'm sorry, I was like, I didn't mean what? to come across the tag. I, yeah, I enjoy, no, it, I enjoyed him. His what? I it was endearing to me. His his weird tricks and stuff like that. Like I I kind of had fun. He was probably one of the more fun random characters. I had so, way more fun so, listening to him talk than Thor. Yeah, I I, I had fun with it, but I still was like. This is just a repeat. Like, I come on, come on. You've done this. Not, do, we're not. Do we're not mad original. at. We're not mad at him. We're mad at the people who wrote this. The narr- The storyline. The plot right. For this. Right. And I'm like Russell Crowe again. The, you know, to a much lesser degree. There's somebody who's taking a part and elevating it oh, higher yeah. than what was on the page. Evidently, he I was have a, to say though. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It. You finish. Go for it. No, 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 no. You go. Go you. I heard that his initial character was supposed to be Satan. Oh, that, really? That was his original. There's like a there's I don't know if it's true or not, but there's like a drawing of him on like a couch with horns and red and stuff like that. And that was the initial idea was let's get Russell Crowe into this. Let's make him Satan. And they're like, yeah, we can probably make him Zeus. And that's probably a better choice. <laughs> <And> it was. <laughs> it's a much better choice. No, I probably my second favorite thing about this movie. OK, number one, Christian Bale. Number two brett goldstein as hercules yes yes please i i didn't know that that's what i wanted but now i want it i had the complete opposite reaction i was like who's this weirdo it just like it was was such a letdown i was like this is the guy this guy i want this guy's like a punchable face i don't want like seriously but i didn't get a good look at him maybe i need to look him up but i was just like roy kent hold up i love roy you've seen Ted Lasso, right? Eddie, I don't have, I'm not like you. I don't have every last Apple thing that's ever happened. I am the hold. Three people have not seen Ted Lasso. You have not seen Ted Lasso. When would I I have to pay for it? I I have to. Eddie's leaving now for all the podcasts. He just walked out. He's gone. He's not coming back. He's never coming back again. He's screaming and he can't hear me commentate on it. How have you not seen Ted Lasso? I have not bought a new phone or Apple device in many years and have not gotten a free (laughs) trial of it to be able to watch Ted Lasso. You I don't I yeah, we will we'll need to figure out a way to rectify this. So Brett Goldstein, Uh, I'm looking him up right now to get a better better get but get a bang 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 a better look. Okay, that's fine. I don't. I I have no. I have no context to him or whatever. Maybe that's why I was like, "Who's this guy?" Not that he doesn't look that interesting, but I have no context. And you're you're so sad wow. at me right now. I'm so sad. I'm 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 disappointed. Is what I am. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we need to rectify this because uh, Ted Lasso is amazing. Um, that's so all yes, I hear. Is I that it's amazing. It's that. amazing. It's amazing. I get it. I get it. Well, and now, now it's probably oversold for you, and so it's not going to feel as amazing. So 
I, I have high hopes. It's just I don't want to pay for a streaming service for only that thing because Apple really doesn't well, have that's, very much. And that's the thing. You are totally right. I this is the only thing that I've really watched all the way through. I think I've watched maybe a documentary or two on there. Uh, I you watched, watched the newsroom, the not Hanks newsroom. Movies. What was the uh, the morning show? You didn't you didn't get into morning show. Um, I bailed from that pretty quick. I think I made two or three episodes in. Um, yeah, but Ted Lasso, it's fantastic. Um, so couple a couple so of notes. Goldstein, okay, coming in as Hercules. I I don't know what they're gonna do with it. Yeah, I was kind of I was like, mur, mur. that doesn't that doesn't look that great. But you know what does look great is the box office for this film. You know, I don't know how much thing, how much this thing made in the opening weekend. How much? $143 million domestically, $302 million worldwide. It was just... And what's funny was, I didn't realize this, it was still not Marvel's number one film this year, opening weekend, because Multiverse of Madness made $185 million domestic, $450 globally, and it's... 50 mil, 47 million shy of a billion dollars. I had no idea. I just like Doctor the movie Strange. and the movie Doctor Strange. Yeah, did I say the wrong movie? I don't no, know. No, you're good. I, I I I I was just shocked at like, oh, that made a ton of money. And I've been bashing that that film. And it kind of everybody in our circles are like, none of us like that, right? Like we didn't really care for it. No. Okay. Yeah, but it, it 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 came out at a weird moment where it didn't have anything after it. You know, the next big movie to come was Top Gun, which was a month later. Yeah, it was in its own world for a while. It there. just kind of had its own time. You know, it had to compete its, with you anything. Know, to spin it up. Um, and that this whole concept, I would be interested to see. Yeah, it's about an even split. It is about to hit a, a billion dollars. It's at nine hundred fifty-three million. Uh, a little bit better internationally. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's a it's an interesting one. I don't I don't know why that one has done so much better. But it feels like feels like they finally rebounded. It's taken about two years to get back to what they were doing before um, before the pandemic and everything like that. Uh, which is oh, really yeah. where we're this at, we're which, normal which, numbers and the pandemic is really where MCU phase four really began is ever since that moment uh, when they started releasing. And so, Eddie, we wanted to take a little bit of time for our viewers and kind of fight, fight about something else on here. We got to find more things to fight about. And so we're going to rank for ourselves what the M- MCU phase four uh, film. So we've got Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals. Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and Thor. So six films that have now come out. We're not going to do the Marvel series. We're not going to do the series or anything like that. But just talking the movies that came out, these six films, we want to we want to at least give, maybe you don't have to like every single number, like one, two, three, like through six, but just how do you want to do this, Eddie? How do, how do we want to rank this or let's any criteria? Start, let's start it. So we've got there's six. Let's just start at six and work our way up. Give me you one. go first. Okay. What's in last place for you? Last place. It's a pretty easy one. It's Eternals. It was so bad. It was so forgettable. I was just like, I'm. I'm just sad. I'm. 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 I'm sad, Marvel, that you did this to me. That you made me watch this film because it was not good. 
Um, so I'm going to, it's, it's an easy one. This is the easiest thing on here. Second easiest thing for me to place on here. And that is Eternals hands down. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Um, I haven't even seen it and I have no interest in seeing it. You just, and you were about to not, this was going to be there. Okay. This from now on, any series that you don't want to watch or movies, you don't, we're gonna call this the Eternals. So Miss Marvel was supposed to be the Eternals. I pulled it out there for you. And then you're like the last six episodes. I'm not going to watch. I, 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 I have I have watched the it just never never seemed interested to me and it was obvious it's it's stands alone like I don't need to go see this a part of the reason of the draw of going and seeing a lot of the Marvel movies was well I don't want to miss out you know I want to make sure that I'm seeing the pieces that get tied together and now you're realizing no these all just kind of stand alone uh, so for my number five and I'm really going. W- I've got these six movies laying this old school. These Blu-rays are sitting on my desk right now. Right, right there in, with you. I'm in college. One of these I'm going to slide in. One of these DVDs I'm going to slide into my iMac on a Friday night in college. And I'm going to go lay on my bed and watch one of these six films. I, I'm sorry. It was a hard toss up. I'm going this movie. Thor. I think that's my number oh, really? five movie in this list. I just generally do not. Ca- I have no vested interest in anything other than Christian Bale. I, I just don't care about anybody's storylines. I don't care about any of the, the plot lines or experiencing anything. And even it's hard. It's hard to say I want to line up to for more Christian Bale because it is such a dark, depressing, sad storyline and sinister and dark. Like, I guess maybe around Halloween time, maybe I'd like sign up for that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say number five is Thor for me. Oh, so I just jotted down my list really quickly, and I did not have that. And y- y- you you do make a very compelling case. I'm gonna stick to what my gut reaction was, yes. which is different, but I. I, I want to give the caveat that I could see and eh, just give it a month and I could write a totally different list here. <laughs> I think I, except for, I think my number one and my number two will stay the same. And I think my number six will stay the same five, four and three are just kind of, kind of, okay. I don't know. Just kind of depends on where I'm at. I'm going to put for number five, Dr. Strange. Okay. Um, I walked away from WandaVision really loving and enjoying WandaVision. And I just felt, I felt like this movie destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Destroyed her specifically. Yeah. And she gave, I mean, WandaVision is so good. And she gave such an amazing, she, and she gives an amazing performance in this. It's just, they don't connect. Like you don't, and maybe we're coming back to it. That's the theme of, of the phase four. I just don't see how any of these things are connecting. I think you've gotten too high on your horse and you're just like, we can throw money at whatever we want and it's going to work and it's going to make tons of money. So let's just do whatever sounds cool. That's what I just, it had some cool moments and everything, but I, and I love Benedict Cumberbatch, but this is by far one of the weaker performances for him. I don't, there was just so many little things there. It's the longer it's set with me. I'm just going to like, yeah, I have no interest in going back there. So my number four is Dr. Strange. And it's funny. I've been complaining about the multiverse been complaining about all the things, but I also know 
think the reason it got up to number four for me was because Thor, I know exactly what that is. I don't need to see any of it anymore. Like it's there. It is what it is. You're good mm-hmm. to go. There's still so many weird things that happened in the multiverse of madness and so many, I know it's going to be pivotal to all the other things. So that's kind of more why I would rewatch it more often than Thor just to like, okay, let me rewatch it again. Now that I have gotten all my emotional, like angst aside, the fact that they killed Wanda, they destroyed her character and stuff and brought it back. Um, there's also a question mark. Is she really dead? Or is that poof? Like her poof of red, like her yeah. leaving and stuff. You can listen to more of our, theories and ideas about that on a previous episode of this uh but where we go more in depth but i think because if i just wanted to spend more time with wanda and there's so many random characters that they bring in uh the fantastic four professor x there's just so many so many things happening that i think that's what would draw me in to rewatch this sooner than thor where it's like okay that's it I, I can remember what happened. I, a, a quick quick paragraph would tell me everything that I need to know about this. So that's why I have uh, Multiverse of Madness just a little bit higher. And and uh, hear me again. I think my five, four, and three are pretty interchangeable. They're pretty fluid here. Um, I'm going to give number four to Black Widow. I enjoyed Black Widow. Wow. You're surprised that it okay, comes in Okay, keep going, keep four. going. Um, and I, I literally have it circled with number three, um, cause number, th- I've put Thor at number three, but I could easily knock it down. I think Thor is a little higher right now cause I've just watched it. It's you just, just, just right okay. there. Um, and you did say it was fun. You did say it was fun. It was fun. And I, again, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good uh, acting performance. And I just, I was enthralled with Christian Bale on this. Um, I loved Black Widow. I thought it was fun. It was just a, a great ride of a movie. Uh, my my biggest thing is I wish it would have come out earlier. Why did we wait so long to do a Black Widow movie? Because a big part of it is you just... I don't know the stakes of it. It just feels like, well, I already know what's going to happen here. So... But I, I loved all of the different characters and just the beats and bringing the weird, awkward spy family together. Like, I, I, I haven't watched it in a while. I need to go back and, and rewatch it because I, I yeah, it's, it's number four. It's right in the middle of these for me. OK, you uh, could easily push me up to be number three. OK, OK, uh, my number three, it's going to be a little bit of a I kind of alluded to it a little bit. I'm going to say Spider-Man because of the second reviewing of it. The second rewatching of it was so poor for me that that it should have been the number one movie. Like if we're just talking about release day, it was the number one film for me that that I've seen in this MCU. Just the experience watching it in the room, like full crowd. It's the biggest theater, biggest crowd that I'd been um, to see a film in two years, three years, whatever, maybe even longer than that. Uh, Maybe, maybe since rise of Skywalker probably was the last, the last big like film, like packed room. And so if that was the criteria, I probably would have put this one, but that's not the criteria. The criteria is the DVDs are laying out and I'm going to rewatch it. And it just didn't, 
it didn't land as well the second time I watched it. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid to watch it again because it afraid it's going to fall off even more. Um, I still, it was still very heart wrenching uh, with uh, seeing his aunt, Aunt May. Like she's definitely the, the crux, like that's the big one of the biggest moments in that film um, is when she, she dies. And I love the fight scene at the end where then Andrew Garfield gets to then save um, uh, whatever her name, I cannot remember her name life of me right now but mary jane uh, or mary yeah mj mary, mj mj she gets to see he gets to, he gets to then save mj they've got some of those great moments and but overall like you're like where's this going oh it's more multiverse oh yeah why am i doing this am i that oh, he's frustrating me that he's like doing doing all the things wrong when he's like creating the spell and it seems really easy that the spell is like Hey, we're just doing the spell that's going to change all everybody in the world, and you're just like randomly doing this. This kind of is odd. I I think I think it's not. I think that's why it doesn't hold up quite as much. But I enjoyed it and would rewatch it much sooner than I would any Doctor Strange, Thor, or Eternals. I put Thor as my number three again. I could be very moved on that one, uh, but. Just backwards. fresh where it is right now. Um, you can I'm be moved backwards on it. <laughs> yes. And and I think that honestly, as I look at this, yeah, uh, Black Widow could easily pop up to number to number three for me and push Thor down. My number two here. So it's going to reveal a lot. I feel like we should do two and one at the same time because it's like whatever is two well, is also yeah. one. But But let's just do two. So I'm going to say this. There's some movies that maybe the plot's not amazing. Maybe there's some weird special effects things that are happening in here. But you just love the the love the people you're you're on the ride with. I think that Solo is one of those films that I mm. it got bashed and it it set Star Wars movies back half a decade or a decade because they just like yeah. stopped making standalone films for a while and then they're like, oh, we have Disney Plus, we need some stuff. Let's re- resurrect it. Anyways, I. So there are some films where I just want to be in the room with these people again. And so that's why I have Shang-Chi as my number two. I love the chemistry between their, the, the, the big brother, little brother friendship between Shang-Chi and Aquafina. I just love, I love their chemistry. I love what they're doing together. I love the one-liners. Uh, the whole, that whole bus scene, the runaway bus scene is incredible. The action in it, the, I left feeling like this is like one of the best action films I've seen that was especially because it was all hand to hand combat, like almost everything. And I'm I'm a sucker for um, Japanese culture and all of the uh, martial arts films and stuff like that. I'm a sucker for all of that. So even though some of the dragon stuff was kind of weird, I thought all the rings were super cool. The father maybe wasn't the like the best bad guy that we've ever seen. Um, especially not compared to Christian Bale. It's not even close. But uh, I liked his journey. I liked his story. And I loved, like, I just would love to spend some more time with Aquafina and Shang-Chi. So that's why I have it at number two. Well, my number two is going to reveal a lot. Uh, my number two is Spider-Man. I No Way Home. Okay. So I, I, I've gone back. Uh, I, I love No Way Home. Because it, it, yes, it pulls on all the nostalgia. Like, I, 
I loved um, Toby Maguire uh, in the first two. This We're is not going to best performance. This is him. best performance as Spider Man. It's it, it really is. And it's not saying a lot, but my, it's his best performance. As my favorite. <laughs> But my favorite Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield. I love the amazing uh, Spider-Man movies. I Those are the Spider-Man movies I have seen the most and go back to and will watch moments, enjoy it. I, so to have him come back in that, absolutely loved it. And we've already gushed and gushed and gushed about Willem Dafoe in this. Um, yeah, it's to me, I still think it's a fun ride. And I, I've, I, I, it's number two for me. Spider-Man No Way Home is number two. Just want to say, give a shout out to the best special effects sound choice in maybe all of all of film lore is the sound <laughs> effect when MJ hits the ground in in uh, the Andrew Garfield second one. Well, that'd when be she, Gwen Stacy. Gwen yes. Stacy, sorry. When Gwen Stacy hits the ground, the sound effect for her hitting was the most perfect sound effect ever. It was soul crushing. It wasn't overloaded. It was just pop. And it was just like, she's gone. It's it. I I bawled my eyes out like a little child (laughs) in that movie when that happened for the first time. And, And I think that's, it, oh man, I love that we're jumping all the way back to the Amazing Spider-Man too. Um, in these movies, there has to be stakes there does. for these to for these to work for us to feel the absurdity that is superhero movies. There has to be stakes, and I think that's part of what you feel nowadays. Is there aren't stakes? I mean, go back to Thor: Love and Thunder. Like, oh, Zeus didn't really die. Well, yeah. Just, then what's oh, the just point? Kidding. A lightning bolt to the chest doesn't do anything to him. Yeah. Then then what's the point? Um, yeah. So I I I that's I love that moment because it, it's so heart wrenching. And what's so crazy is that moment is so heart wrenching and so powerful that it resonates in a totally different Spider Man's movie. That moment when he saves MJ in No you Way Home, it. it's like geez. I I went right back. I felt it all over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and and, you, and yeah. So I mean, uh, just such a one. And that's part of the reason why I love uh, Spider Man No Way Home so much is is seeing the three of them together, like seeing them in the lab doing experiments together. Um, oh, all of that's great. All of that's great. Playing off of each other when they do like yes. Mm-hmm. And so it it just it elevates it to too much higher. So yep. that means for you, number one, Black Widow. That's why I gave wow. a visible. That's why I gave a visible. Ugh, when you had Black Widow at thirty fifth or whatever number you had it at, at four. Okay, I'm yeah. Maybe I, that's why I was three. like all the rest of my. I kept my composure, <laughs> but this one was like four. This was. It, so I'm just going to say it might have been because of the fact that we we all we had from Marvel was a year of shows. Sure. Low lower end graphic shows like the highlight might have been the uh Lear the um space flying inside of um uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier when they're like that opening scene where they're like going through the air and like that was oh, probably yeah, the most yeah. spectacle that we got. 
Yeah. So the fact that we're in a giant, like basically floating city building falling through the sky and you're seeing them go through all of that was incredible. The family dynamic was so much fun. Every time the four of them were in the room together was on another level of just fun and, and enjoy. I wanted to be around those people. Obviously, I love Stranger Things, so seeing the dad in there and all the things he does. Yeah. But really, what stole the show is Scarlett Johansson's sister in this film. She, like, what I was not prepared for how funny she was. Her timing was impeccable. She's then gone on to steal the show inside of in Hawkeye. Hawkeye. But, yeah. like, when she <laughs> describes, like, why she can't have children <laughs> to him, it's, like, so graphic. And I'm just, like, dying laughing when she does the, uh, the when she's land, she's, like, oh, and she's, like, can't, and when she, the whole um, combating each other with the whole you're a poser stuff, there was, there was so many great um, uh, characters and moments, and I was so bought in, loved it, you felt that sense of like oh the the um the the red room and what it did the montage for the title sequence heart-wrenching gut-wrenching and the uh, using uh sounds like teams team spirit um it's it was a great film and it came off of where we just had like oh we kind of talked ourselves into oh these marvel series are pretty good and then you watch an actual marvel feature film and you're like they have another gear they have a completely other gear that they're not using on these shows and so that's why for me and plus Scarlett Johansson's great so that's why I you've convinced me you've convinced me I'm I'm gonna officially make the move from 35 to 33 no I I still it's not in one or two for me but it's definitely I'm gonna move it up to third and push Thor down to four you can't you, change you, it, Eddie. You've already committed. You've already committed on this podcast. Just like I've hey, already committed no. that Miss Marvel. Said, you've said this is our podcast. It's our rules. We can do whatever we want. I'm moving it. No, <laughs> I, I. it is probably the one that I've thought back. Oh, man, I really want to go back and rewatch that. I really want to go back and rewatch that. And for whatever reason, have or you know, I have not been able to do that. It partially because um, it's a standalone film, like it's a prequel to her life, and we already know what happens to her and where she comes in. And, it's like, yeah. And I guess that you know, and that's what I said when I initially brought it up was, I just wish they would have made this movie sooner. I just wish they would have made this movie sooner. Um, but her in the first Avengers movie, like the way she gets Bruce Banner, the way she, I'm, there's so many great moments in that. I think. She's one of my favorites in the the original um, Avengers yeah, movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just so fantastic. And I think we see that that wit and that sarcasm come out. Um, oh, yeah, you're 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 getting me there. My number one is Shang-Chi. I it had been a long time since I had gone on such a fun, fun adventure in a Marvel movie like that, where Everything felt original and new. The fight sequences are incredible. And you are totally right. That bus sequence is incredible. So good. I've like, I've gone back and just watched that, you know, segment before. (laughs) I've watched so many of like the behind the scenes makings and that whole sequence. 
Uh, this is probably of all of the movies in the phase four, the one that I've gone back and rewatched the most just because I enjoyed soundtrack. it. Great. Everything. It just hits it. And you're right. Like the whole dynamic of the two of them is so, so good. Uh, and even all of the other supporting actors and characters who come into this. And, and I didn't mind the dragon stuff. Like even as we got to it at the end, like I could feel like, okay, we're, we're, we're going to pop into that level of like, of the Asian fantasies. Yeah. Um, and I was, I, I was ready. I was like, yep, let's just do it. I'm, 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 I'm there. I'm good to go. Um, yeah. Shang-Chi. I don't even think it was a, uh, a any bit of a of a doubt for me that this was it's it, it's been my favorite of the of the whole phase four. I just I just wish the bad guy was a, like I know that he was sinister or whatever, but he just what he, he I wanted a little bit more from the bad guy. That's my go to of like how good is the bad guy in these films? I wanted a little bit more from him, but can't get can't get everything you want. Can't get everything. Can't get, can't get everything you want. Finishing up on Thor at a couple remaining questions or a couple remaining thoughts. One of which just wanted to call out uh, that's actually Chris Hemsworth's real life daughter that plays Christian Bale's daughter in this film. And so that's going to be a little fun nugget going forward in it. Uh, One thing is also his son. His son plays young Thor running through the forest. Ah, that's right. Yes. Uh, And his uh, the. The son's twin brother uh, is one of the Asgardian kids that gets captured. Love, we didn't, we should spend more time on it, but loved they did another fake play in this with Matt Damon and Melissa McCarthy coming in at the very end. Might have been, I mean, Christian Bale's performance, Brett Goldstein, and then when Melissa McCarthy comes out as Helena, I was just like, yes, yes. That was great. That was awesome. I So I'll give that kudos. Eddie, and I answer- even loved, I also loved the little moment where they come in. Should we begin creating a, uh, about this strategy, a, a performance? People <laughs> need theater no. to heal. There wasn't a no. I didn't hear a no. <laughs> People need theater to heal. Like, yes, thank you for making fun of yourselves. I, uh... Yes, that I had forgotten about that. I wanted to make sure that we do that. I loved that New Asgard is now a tourist destination with the cruise ships and everything. Yes, cruise ships, yes. Uh, the the infinity cones. Do yes, do, do love that. The guy giving the tour. Um, I don't with the little boom mic around the pieces. Myanmar was Thor's roommate in the web series. Uh, Team Thor. Do you yep. remember this mm-hmm. during Civil War? I was like, man, that's a great recall. Good job bringing him back. That was a great little callback. I do want to ask, what genre is this film? That man, this is why we're best friends. Because I've been contemplating this exact same question. Because you put, we've been putting all of the MCU's just kind of okay. This is yeah. this kind of movie, this genre, and I think maybe that's what I struggle with here with both Ragnarok and this one is like. What do you call it? The only thing I can think of is like it's got to be the uh, rom- romantic comedy. Uh, the lovers get back together is about the only like the exes get back together. Like you're forced, to, but it it just but when you call it, it that, work. it makes it worse. Well, and that's it's man, it's funny you say that because I walked out 
hating the rom-com sequence between Jane and Thor, but going, hmm, I wonder if Marvel were to ever to do a rom-com. Like, that's a genre that they haven't touched. And I and hope this they? isn't their. I, I hope this isn't their only attempt at it because this was. Bad. Yes, this was agreed. Bad. Agreed. I, I want to see a, a a legit outing in this. But. This Marvel is kind of until they abandon it and go off the deep end. But you didn't even care about it in the first. Like there was one episode of rom com. <laughs> in 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 what? what? This Marvel. What are you talking about? You get you get one. You get oh don't know, don't know about that. Oh, don't know about right. that. Yeah yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that was the, oh the last Eternals? one. The Eternals. Yeah. Uh. Finally, I, I did Thor really need four of his own standalone movies? Really? No. No, no right? I th- I I think A Dark World is such a toss away that they almost don't act like that was a part of his. But it still was. Plus, like it- plus I also think because Ragnarok was such a huge success that they they just kind of had to what I'm intrigued to know is the very end. It says, "and Thor will return." Oh, so there's gonna be a fifth movie. No, are we we're gonna done. get? A f- I'm done. Are we gonna get a fifth movie? Is he gonna appear in something bigger? We don't know. Well, they he runs said. off. There have to do something because he runs off with uh, with uh, the daughter, which I did enjoy. The oh, love and thunder, take care of love. Okay, I see what you did there. I yeah I don't know. Are we no, are we gonna get no, a Disney Plus limited series or maybe the Adventures, she, of, the Adventures maybe, of Love and Thunder? Maybe I think they're probably rope her into the Young Avengers. She'll probably be part yeah. of the Young Avengers series. Good call. Uh, yeah, I no for sure. This they did not need to make four standalone Thor movies. I know Ragnarok hit like kind of resurrected it a little bit. We did not need four of them by any. By any stretch of the imagination. Well, I, I think he ends uh, Endgame at such a weird place uh, as a character. There was an element where, I, okay, I could see where there was, there needed to be some resolution to his character, but they took so long yep. to resolve it in this movie mm-hmm. uh, that you're, yeah, I'm just tired of that Thor by the end, you know, by the middle of it, or not even the middle, you know, however long it took. You could have done this in another big tent whole movie yeah. bring thor back in the middle make him be kind of the the saving hero and then he he needs to die he needs to die and go to valhalla die. now so that we know that jane is there this is how historians yeah does she is she really dead or is she going to come back no she's dead she's dead is she dead though it, she it, doesn't enter uh, valhalla she's well, on the and bridge. this is what but this is what's so frustrating about <laughs> I can all see of this. Your visual, give, like you hate this, that there's no. Give resolution. me some stakes. Give me some high stakes. Like people, no there has to be risk. They'll None. pull someone from. They'll pull Jane from another multiverse, and then it'll be all good. <sighs> and then she can be the actual Thor, the new Thor. I'm so tired of this. No, like that's what made. I mean, the only okay. So I, in Marvel movies, I've only cried twice. Okay. Cried when, uh, and the hardest, when Gwen Stacy dies. We've already talked about that. Second one, I definitely cried when Iron Man died. I mean, there was just so much into it. I think if you didn't cry when Iron Man died, you may not be a human being. Just going to put it out there. I was going to say that. You're a robot. 
So, and and I think that's what was so uh, powerful about it is there were stakes to it. Like it was, and then then we go to his funeral and it's like, it legit happened, you know? And you knew this was the end for those characters that died in that movie. Uh, we just, they just need to do that and stop dragging all of this out. Like we are with this, the whole review. Yep. And with that, your life has been forever changed after an hour and a half of listening to us talk about it. By another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And while you are there, please leave us a five-star review and share it with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com. You can uh, see all of our full movie lists we have there as we normally are going through um, all the Disney movies from our childhood, 1988 to 2005, including next week's ep- episode. I know we said this at the last episode, we but do we this. will actually review Remember the Titans next week. So get ready for some Denzel in your life. Thank you for listening. And remember, whenever you feel lost, just look into the eyes of the people that love you. 